Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today is a very special Reunion 2020 episode. What is that? That's when I bring on a guest that I had on in the past, and I liked him so much I had to bring him on back. Uh, so today's guest is Mike Fidgen, who is the Chief Business Development Officer over at Udia Health. Mike, welcome back to the show. Hi, Adam. It's great to be back. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. So uh, excited to get into what you're doing. I mean, and, and today's topic, I mean, we've got a couple things to discuss. I'm really interested in what's going on in community-based healthcare, and we got some other things, Opportunity Zone. Um, but before we do that, uh, let's just, I don't want to, we had a good, great year on the podcast, and thanks in part to guests like you who came on the show. Um, I don't want to assume that all the new listeners heard that that other episode. Um, so let's just start with what you're doing over at Udia Health. Um, tell us a little bit more about the company, please. Yeah, sure. I think uh, the last time we talked, it was probably more along the lines of uh, my prior work with uh, within home and community-based services. We uh, we had touched on, boy, we even ta- touched on uh, your personal story of your mom being a social worker for almost 40 years, if I remember correctly. Um, and uh, and and we you know touched a little bit on social entrepreneurship. Uh, and I was just getting into. Um, the uh, the work with Udia at that time, I was in an advising and consulting capacity. I'm now, as you mentioned, in the uh, chief business development officer uh, role. So, um, in a, in a in short, uh, the Udia Health business is a technology-driven healthcare company. Um, uh, its purpose is to empower individuals to live healthier, more productive lives using uh, a cloud-based network-forming uh, framework. Uh, that's specifically designed to connect very vulnerable, hard-to-reach, hard-to-serve people with the optimum set of attainable health, social services, education, and economic services, also known uh, broadly as social determinants of health. Uh, and UDEA earns its revenue from healthcare providers, and we're also expanding into the payer space. So, I mean, you have a unique vantage point. I mean, working I mean, uh, at everything from you know the private equity side to obviously working with Udia and um and you've been in the industry for a while what's what interests you right now like what excites you in healthcare right now yeah great question i mean i i you know having come out of a corporate role uh where no two days were the same but mm-hmm. uh the the type of organization as a provider service organization certainly had its routines and its flows uh, to the consulting advising space um, has uh, has had has been an, a unique shift for me, and so I'm able to dabble in a lot of things uh, of interest. This uh, social determinants of health, which is really a repackaged um, uh, buzzword um, for uh, things like uh, financial uh, services, food scarcity, um, you know, nutrition needs of people. Uh, basically, that that. Uh, people's uh, health is largely driven uh, by their uh, ability to meet basic needs, uh, housing, mm-hmm. transportation. And um, there are just a lot of people that are coming to discover uh, something that I think we've known for a long time, that our healthcare system is extremely reactive. 
uh, and the point of intervention is typically after uh, these problems that uh, fall to social determinants of health have gone unaddressed for a long time. So there's a lot of innovation in this space, both uh, in the provision of services as well as technology to accelerate uh, the delivery, the access, and the efficiency of care models. I think the um you touched on one thing, I and mean, when you say the efficiency and um and, and the technology that's being brought to it, I mean and I, I forget there's so many techs, right? So fintech, this, that, let's say it's health tech. It might be health tech, I don't know, but but I just see like um the efficiencies just improving. I mean, obviously I have the vantage point of being lucky to do this show every day and um I talk to like smart people like you that are making improvements in health and healthcare for many different um many different areas. Um, whether it's devices, whether it's long-term, I mean, whether it's uh, the paper side of things, whether it's back office, um, all these things add up to me and, and I, to me being hopeful, you know, as I, as I get older, as I get, knowing that one day we're all going to need this, some type of health care or health or assistance in our lifetimes at some point. I mean, I'm getting hopeful with all these innovations. I'm like, you know, I want, I want my, I want to wake up in the morning. I'll tell you my perfect morning when I'm up, when I'm up there in age, Mike, I want to wake up, have my robot pick me up. Maybe somebody bring me something else. I want to have a, I want a house full of robots and fun things like that. And just to talk, right? My, it's not going to be Alexa. Who knows what it's going to be? It's just going to talk. Um, but whatever it is, it's just going to take care of me. And I'm all right with that. Um, that being said, I want to, um, Let's get a little bit further into, um, I do want to go into some of these uh, opportunity zones that, that you find in business um, or qualified opportunity zones in business. Um, so let's expand on that one a little bit more. Yeah, so, um, you know, shifting away from healthcare uh, technology and uh, into qualified opportunity zones. And with uh, with this, this opportunity or this um, topic in particular, I'll be cautious not to reveal names of groups I'm working with since I'm not in a employment capacity, I'm in a, a consulting capacity, but uh, one of the organizations that I really, really groove on is uh, actually involved in building an assembly line for opportunity zone financing of social determinant of health interventions, which mm. uh, really is, uh, uh, you know, I mentioned what social determinants of health are. Uh, opportunity zone and opportunity zone funding is something that came out of the current administration, and in a nutshell, it allows um, for tax shelters, uh, for investments in uh, area codes, uh, zip codes uh, that uh, are uh, largely impoverished and underserved and uh, allows um, uh, investors to put their money in there for extended period of time, gain a tax uh, advantage while at the same time uh, investing in particular uh, social impact uh, interventions. It can be infrastructure, it can be services. There's a lot of people that have moved into space initially in, in real estate, uh, but uh, as people become more familiar, aware, and comfortable with these models, uh, we're seeing more um, service-oriented uh, types of, of uh, models uh, come to play. The group that, that uh, I've been working with um, and, and really think is uh, phenomenal uh, is in Opportunity Zone Fund uh, that mm -hmm. makes major investments in this area of social determinants of health with Medicare Advantage and Medicaid plans uh, with states and accountable care organizations. And so uh, the organization serves as a broker model uh, with a deal flow assembly line that basically uh, allows a lead investor, their, their financial backers like a PE, 
um, mm -hmm. to uh, capitalize these underserved communities through evidence-based and research-based uh, interventions in the healthcare and, and uh, behavioral healthcare and social service uh, space. When you say interventions, I mean, what does that look like? I want to make sure I wrap my head around this. I'm sorry. Say that again. When I when when you uh, when you say inter when you say interventions, um, what, I want to wrap my head around this. What do you mean by that? So uh, yeah. So um, so in this model, uh, you know, the 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 broker is kind of the group that's bringing together the money and uh, mm -hmm. a a primary client, which is typically you know a health plan that that Medicare Advantage plan or Accountable mm -hmm. Care organization. And that has a particular population that is uh, in need uh, because they, they fall within that, that uh, social determinant of health need uh, mm. category in that they lack transportation, housing, uh, right. nutrition sufficiency, et cetera. And um, a lot of times these health plans are, you know, it's not, not the way they're designed or equipped to uh, to build their own networks to deliver interventions within those populations, but they're mm. at risk for insuring them. So uh, the broker of this helps to build models with the health plans and brings in vendors in a JV, a joint venture type model mm. that allows for unique interventions. You know, say it's a, a certain part of an urban area where diabetes is costing the health plan a lot of money. Uh, it right. may be a case in which uh, you intervene with a uh, organization that uh, can work within uh, underneath the funding, you know, the flow of money from the health plan in an incentivized, maybe a value-based way, but make interventions that are, are you know, uh, bringing three uh, diabetic meals a day to their um, to those people. In fact, the research has shown. Uh, a, a two-thirds improvement in overall cost in, in many markets where that wow. intervention I just showed you, uh, mentioned has been implemented. So uh, whether it's whether it's you know the example of diabetes or homelessness uh, in the case of places like uh, Los Angeles County or even infrastructure mm -hmm. and overall needs, say Puerto Rico uh, as an example, or an opioid crisis in Connecticut. Um, these are all uh, things that can be funded through qualified opportunity zone funds, um, but often require some subject matter expertise to bring the uh, people and services together to execute. Man, that's awesome. Like, I love it. And I, I thought that's where you're going with it, but I, I needed some more from you on that one because that's amazing. And just to, I mean, just to, I'm glad you put um you put a tangible example in that, um, so meaning the three meals a day um, and maybe two-thirds cost lower. That's, that's, that's really significant. Uh, and obviously, you're also, I mean, that's, we're talking on the business side for that, but then you're also just really improving the, the quality of living for a lot of people. So that's awesome. Like, it's win-win all the way around there. Um, so, Mike, if, uh, if somebody's listening to this and they want more uh, information over at, on Hudia Health, um, what's the best way for them to, uh, to, to get that info? Yeah, I typically direct people to my LinkedIn at uh, Mike Fidgen. My last name is spelled F-I-D-G-E-O-N. I think you'll have it on your podcast, and uh, you'll be able to find all my uh, information there, uh, phone numbers and email addresses and the like. Awesome. 
Well, hey, Mike, um, I can talk to you a whole lot more about this. I have a whole lot more questions for you, but we're about out of time for today. Um, looking forward. I'm going to have to tap you on the shoulder to get you on a Reunion 2021 episode. Um, definitely looking forward to that. Um, so thanks again for coming on the show. And uh, to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes Store, uh, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And Mike, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you, Adam. It's always great to talk to you.